your name? What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee of us. You are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Paige Sutherland. And I'm Ian Kennedy. And today we are going to talk about 2021. I know that time has not mattered during this global pandemic, but a year has passed. 2021, a lot of things did happen besides the global pandemic. And so we just kind of wanted to talk about some of the big events that happened this year. And so, as always, check out that guide and audio transcript online, www.dynamicenglish.cl. Okay, 2021, I know we think a lot didn't happen. We still had to shelter in place, wear masks, live with COVID, but actually a lot of things still happen around the world. Uh, Some good, some bad. I think everyone was really hopeful for 2021. We thought maybe the pandemic will end, life will go back to normal. That was not the case, as we all know. And if anything, the first week of 2021 started with quite an event for the U.S. at least, where our our government was almost uh, overthrown, I guess, where the U.S. Capitol, which, which is where all the U.S. government happens, it's our Congress building, was attacked, <laughs> which was pretty frightening. I don't think we've ever seen anything like it in our generation in the U.S., Definitely not, right, Ian? I was going to say, this was something for us, like you said, we kicked off the year with just, I mean, this was a bombshell. Like, I don't think any of us who have grown up at least kind of younger millennials or somewhat around our age, we didn't think this was ever something that could happen. This isn't something that we'd ever seen. So I know for me personally, I was really shocked when this happened. I knew it could happen because, well, Trump was still in office at the time, but to this degree in which, you know, the all the supporters rushed the Capitol, broke in, basically occupying the entire space and resulted in the death of a few people. That that kind of surprised me. I didn't think it'd go that far. It was, Yeah, it was really scary to watch. I remember watching it on TV and just seeing the footage of people with just these crazy eyes just storming the Capitol and our lawmakers having to run and go down to the you know, to, to safe rooms. And, and it was it was pretty scary to watch, especially because what was happening was the U.S. Senate and House was voting to secure a Democratic election just to finalize that Trump lost the election and people wanted to destroy that, right? <laughs> Besides seeing people like rioting, I guess, it was more like, shit, like, do, is our democracy at stake here? And, and the fact that the president at the time was kind of supporting it right it's wild to think that that came from from our own government from the the still acting president at that time and like you said i think it has really put into question the amount of democracy we actually have or how much it's uh it's at stake this is something we're still feeling the consequences of it's still a question that gets asked every day you know where are we at actually with democracy right now and how is this event really set a precedent or set the possibility that could happen in the future. So definitely the way to to kick off 2021 in a pretty wild fashion, I would say. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So hoping the first week of 2022 will be a little bit quieter. But then events continued. Ian, if you want to do the next one. A little bit differently, something else we saw happen supply chain wise in March was the Ever Given container ship, which was a huge cargo ship that was carrying a bunch of cargo freight. And it ended up running into the shore, actually, in the Suez Canal, which is located in Egypt. And of course, this is one of the busiest, if not the busiest, naval port lane to get goods in between uh, different continents, different markets. And whoever was driving this boat kind of screwed up and got it stuck. Gosh, for almost a week, it stopped all the marine traffic. And what happened was we saw just a big buildup of, of, again, like a supply chain bottleneck. People couldn't get their things. Other boats that were trying to carry things couldn't get through, obviously. Again, just a big, big mistake on that person's fall. I have a, I have a feeling whoever was driving that boat probably didn't keep their job very long. And um, it really caused, again, kind of a, an economic hiccup, we could say, in a year that was pretty wild to begin with. But again, just another, another thing here, right? Just uh, There's an old saying that we have in English that's, when it rains, it pours. I think these last two years have really shown that, right? When, when something bad happens, it, it really can have really long lasting and big effects like this one did. So I remember people complaining about things they couldn't get in the mail or things that weren't coming through. And it just goes to show how much reliance we have on these container ships carrying goods all over the world, right? I think people kind of took it for granted or didn't think much about it until they realized that this can happen still today. Hey, Ian, did you know besides the podcast, Dynamic English offers one-on-one classes with native teachers from all over the world? Really? But isn't it just a bunch of grammar lessons? Nope, it's completely discussion-based and focuses on topics the student is interested in. That's amazing. But what if I'm not living in Chile? No problem. Dynamic does online classes. You can be living anywhere. Great. But I'm a little intimidated to take the class alone. Can I join with a friend? Of course. Dynamic offers group classes of up to four. Plus, for the next month, Coffee of Gringo's listeners get 10% off individual or group classes. So go online to www.dynamicenglish.cl and mention that you are a listener and get your discount. Well, I'm sold. Sign me up. And then another thing that happened was, you know, in April, Derek Chauvin, who was a former police officer who went very viral because there was a body cam footage of him putting his knee on the neck of George Floyd and essentially killing him. And this, you know, really started up the Black Lives Matter protests that, you know, happened last summer, you know, all across the country. And in April, he was actually convicted of of killing George Floyd and sentenced to 22 years. And this was a really, really big verdict because many police officers have not been held accountable for, for killing uh, people on the job that many have, have said, it, you know, was not necessary. And so I think this was a big step that shows, hopefully, from now on, when police officers abuse their power and that leads to people dying, that they will go to jail like everyone else. <laughs> so I think that was like a really, really big case and, and, and hopefully sets a precedent. Yeah, this was a really big moment. Obviously, we saw with the year before what happened because of the uh, George Floyd murder. And we also saw the explosion that happened with the Black Lives Matter protests surrounding this, right? It was 
I think a long time coming and these kind of cases have been piling up and like you said it was good to see this verdict because you know it was a very clear-cut case you know he, he held his neck on the ground in a homicidal position for a long time and so I think again it was it was good to see that justice was served in in this case and we are taking small steps towards fixing a pretty pretty bad justice system um, that needs to be revamped and to, to be cleaned up. And so, again, changes like this don't happen overnight. They happen incrementally. And so I think it's a good step in the right direction. And um, hopefully we see more, uh, well, not more killings, but hopefully we see more justice like this in the future, like we said. Another thing that really was, again, another dark thing, sad thing that happened mid-year in June was on June 24th, there was a 12-story residential building that partially collapsed in the south side suburb of Miami called Surfside. And the side of the building had sort of deteriorated after many years of uh, not keeping up the maintenance, not checking the infrastructure, and it actually crashed to the ground. This caused a huge mess, uh, huge piles of debris. It was a terrible disaster in which almost 100 people, residents of the building, were killed. And, you know, it was described by the mayor as just, you know, a horrible catastrophe. And he said, you know, in the United States, buildings just don't fall down. For me, it was kind of an interesting sentiment that he said that because I think we see the world through this lens of modernization and constantly improving and constantly troubleshooting. And it's just strange for us to hear that a building has collapsed and fallen because it wasn't you know, taken care of or it wasn't withstanding the right materials, right? So I think it was shocking to hear this happen and to hear that, you know, it wasn't just one or two people. It was almost a hundred people. So I think a lot of people have looked into more of, you know, what what's really going on with the infrastructure, not, not only in the city where there's a lot of problems, but in the country in general, right? I think the U.S. has had an infrastructure problem for a long time. And Hopefully this terrible catastrophe at least serves as a wake-up call to make sure that um, our infrastructure is taken care of better and that we're actually building things that don't put people at risk. Yeah, like you said, it was shocking because, you you know, when I read the headline of, you know, building collapse, I think, oh, there was an earthquake. You know, there was some some causation to cause it. But really, like you said, it was mostly just the engineering and they weren't, you know, doing the proper tweaks and fixes to make sure the the foundation was okay. One of my best friends from home is an engineer and she read the report. She goes, oh, they cited that this was wrong and they just never fixed it. And, you know, it's like this human error of probably at the end of the day, it was probably just too expensive to fix. <laughs> and they probably just kicked the can down the road. And then sadly, it ended in a bunch of people dying. So that's really sad. But on a happier note, in July, something that uh, happens you know, every two years is the Olympics. And so there was lots of debate with COVID whether the Tokyo Olympics would happen or not. And it ended up happening in a unique capacity, right? There weren't fans in the stands. It was very limited who was allowed to watch, but the athletes were able to go and compete. And I don't know about you, Ian, but I love watching the Olympics. So it was kind of had, you know, added some happiness in a pretty dark year, being able to watch people kick ass and running and the gymnastics, which I love, and the swimming. 
Uh, and they had some new events, which were cool to watch. Um, what was it? The rock climbing and skateboarding. So I, I honestly watched a lot of it, which was which was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool to have these new sports, especially that you mentioned these new events like rock climbing, surfing, skateboarding, kind of adding a new element to the the games that we've already known and enjoyed. But uh, I think you brought up a good point. I think it was extra special this year because of all the nonsense we've been living through the last couple of years. And so, um, you know, fun moments to where you can see a lot of solidarity between countries um, and showing that sportsmanship and just showing talent overall. It's a great thing to see when we're constantly flooded by negative media, right? It's good to see people going out and flourishing and really showcasing their skills in a positive way, right? I'll, I'll take that over negative news any day. So it was a nice little, nice little treat for us, kind of popped in there in the middle of the year. Speaking of international news that's a little sombering is in August, you know, when the U.S. withdrew from Afghanistan, the Taliban, which is a terrorist group, more or less, took over, which, you know, is a, is a little scary. I think that a lot of people there are afraid because that group is violent and also kind of restricting when it comes to human rights, especially towards women. So I think that was pretty upsetting to see the takeover and how quickly it happened once, you know, U.S. US troops pulled out. And that's, you know, an ongoing story that will sadly see unfold in 2022. On a happier note, there was some historic things that happened in Chile, you just told me, Ian. Yeah, so to kind of hopefully end out the year in a good way, we can see that Chile on December 7th approved same-sex marriage in a landslide vote. And this happened after basically four years of kind of, I guess we could say, kicking the can down the road. It was sort of both houses of Congress for a while had been sort of just showing an action regarding the issue, like we see with a lot of politicians. But finally, both houses of Chile's Congress passed the measure, and it was pretty overwhelming. And this made Chile the eighth Latin American country to allow same-sex marriage and the 31st worldwide. So I know that this was a big deal. Like we said, it's been, I think, a long time coming. You know, this is a very common thing that we see in the world today, same-sex couples and same-sex marriage as well coming around. So it was interesting that President Piñera, Sebastian Piñera, who for basically his entire life has opposed this, he basically said he'd change his position and, and, and let it go through. So maybe this is sort of a, uh, I don't know, way to make him look nice while he's leaving office. Who knows? But, you know, we'll take it. I think that's amazing that, you know, they legalize same-sex marriage. Because I remember when I moved to Chile and I was doing research to find story ideas and I was shocked that, you know, it wasn't that long ago that it wasn't even legal to get divorced. You know, they were had a very religious Catholic root in their country. And so the fact that, you know, here we are in 2021 and they're legalizing gay marriage is, is pretty great that they're catching up to the times, which is good. Absolutely. We'll, we'll take the strides wherever we can. So as we mentioned, we mentioned a few of these stories. If we had a lot more time, maybe even hours, we would include everything that happened. But, you know, it's just impossible. So here were just a few stories we wanted to highlight on. And, you know, hopefully things get better in 2022. I know we said this last year with our end of the year wrap up and we were in for a big surprise. So I'm sure we're going to see many more exciting things this year. But let's cross our fingers that it's a little less eventful or 
if any events happen, they're a bit more positive. So listeners, as usual, check out that audio guide and transcript online at www.dynamicenglish.cl. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.